0: Hello and welcome to the podcast, you're listening to Human Design with Victoria Jane. Here we have candid, insightful conversations about human design and what it's like living your experiment. We'll hear from entrepreneurs, healers, and growth-oriented folks as they practice living their design, and we use these conversations as a space to share the challenges, wins, The ahas and learning moments of living in alignment with your truest life. There's no one right way to do it. And these conversations are here to reassure, expand, and inspire you on your own human design experiment. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast, Human Design with me, Victoria Jane. And I am so excited to be recording this and talking to you all it's i've been wanting to do an episode about this idea of solar returns or essentially like looking at your design on the date of your birthday so like each year and the influences that we get to that we get to experience in the coming year so my birthday is in october and i've been thinking about it since thinking about this since a little bit before october because as i'll get into we actually start feeling the effects of the year's solar return about 30, about 90 days, 88 days to be exact, 88 degrees, 88 days before our actual birthday. Uh, that number might be familiar to some of you because you know that we get the red side of our design, our human design, the unconscious, the body, the design side we get imprinted with that part of our design 88 days before we're born. So that's where that comes from. And I know I'm jumping in a little bit deep to start off with, and I'm going to backtrack into just a little bit of a personal update um, on where things have, where I've been since last recording a solo episode. Uh, But that's a little taste of where we're going today, talking about solar returns, um, how helpful it's been for me to look at my own solar return as i deepen into experimenting with my design and having some specific like assignments i'll call them with each each birth year or you know each year as it relates to one's birthday to really focus on and it's even though i wanted to record this episode much earlier it's actually kind of great and divine timing i think to now have things line up and to be recording now because I've got, you know, five to eight ish months of my lived experience of feeling the effects of this year's solar return to share with you all. So uh we'll get into that and just how how helpful it's been to to deepen into my own experiment and I, I hope it'll be helpful for you too. But first I want to say that yeah it's been I I I'm sure you've seen. I'm inconsistent with episodes with this podcast and, you know, in part that's me experimenting with and allowing myself to be inconsistent with my energy and it's so funny because this is in some ways, quote, very unlike me or at least unlike the old me because I've been joked, I've joked with some friends about this. I have become it feels like in the last year the worst nightmare of the 2019 version of me and I mean I say that jokingly and with love Uh, what I mean by that is specifically in the last let's call it six-ish months there's been a lot going on with me and just needing to my body and my my whole system asking me to really slow down. And of course my mind hated it because, you know, my mind's like, Well, haven't you been resting and healing for a long time now from all of your your burnout endocrine stuff? And I looking back, it's like I can see how my mind had decided, like you can have this much time to heal and recover, but you can't have that plus one or, or whatever, you know, it ended up being and that's been a huge learning um and and through that learning I've even more so surrendered and opened up to the flow of life as my design is asking for me to live it I hope that grammatically makes sense and and it's very scary to like the 2019 version of me's way of navigating the world, thinking about things, um, finding security in that level of management of I'm gonna do X by X time. And if I commit to something, that's that's how it is because that's what a that's what a good person does. So that's kind of the dynamic that's been happening for me. And I, I do think a big piece of this is my full shift onto the roof. And it's a little funny to talk about this because I feel like Over the past couple years, there have been countless moments where I've thought, like, that was really intense. I'm definitely on the roof now, (laughs) like, you know, going through my uncoupling or moving to Sedona or quitting my job. Like all these things felt felt big and they felt transformative and felt like they changed me. And yet, um, there's been something else that's happened. Last July was the three and a half year mark after the date of my Saturn return, which is considered in human design the official end of your Saturn return. So it's not like the date passes and you're done, or, you know, the year passes and you're done. It's it's a full three and a half years afterward, at least, you know, and that's like, obviously everyone it's not like a timer goes off right everyone still has their own life and different experiences that can add a little bit of uh you know it depends on your life so (laughs) we'll just leave it there but now that it has that that actual marker has passed it does feel distinctly different to me and I've gotten a good number of people both in reborn my program for for six lines to really alchemize all these experiences and and get on the roof and celebrate because we know it's been a journey Um, as well as just clients and readings and things this question of what do you do on the roof you know we hear all about the third line phase we know what it feels like to be experimenting and trying things but now that that's over like and and for me at least it's felt very quiet in some ways like there's just more distance almost like a protective bubble around me and the rest of the world and that can be a little bit it can just feel really different right and so I want to address that here before getting into the solar return piece really briefly because it feels like this could be helpful for people when one six lines get on the roof you don't have to actively do anything to to be making the most of your time on the roof. And even the question itself like what do i need to be doing to me speaks to to a very third line way of looking at things because when we're in our third line phase when we're in the world and experiencing there is this level of activity, right? Of like I need to get involved to see what does or doesn't work. And I think part of that like sort of silence and emptiness and like, oh my gosh, I'm up here. And now what comes from the fact that the experience does feel really different. And that's, that's great. That's normal. And it can just, we can just allow it to be different when we're on the roof. And obviously part of this is my, Experience and interpretation, so you know if this doesn't resonate with with you and you're on the roof, totally fine. And I'll just say the reminder that one of the key tenets of human design is to allow yourself to respond to the flow of life, right regardless of type, but it's like, okay, life um, happens and I can initiate from an intuitive aligned place or I can respond or I can see what invitations come in but my mind doesn't need to control and decide what to do so when you're on the roof when we're on the roof as a sixth line um it's like I almost see it like we get to sit back and then just allow life to happen and we've already been given so so much in third line experiences to work with That now in the spaciousness and the objectivity of being on the roof with that perspective, with that pulling back, that it's more about like if you you really want something to quote do, the question I think to ask is what can I, what about my reality right now can I lean more into and embrace? Like can I really accept every single thing that is true for me right now? And I think sometimes that's easier said than done. (laughs) And I'll say, you know, what was challenging for me in the last six months or so was, oh, my body and my psyche need more rest than my mind wants. But that's true. And I am being asked to just sit in that right now. And whatever fear or doubt or anxiety that might be coming up, That is what I'm working with on the roof. And that's that's not just it because it's big, but but that's what um, I found for me it's been about. So that's a little roof reflection, a little personal update. And the last thing I'll say is I am also very excited to be reopening HDCC, the Human Design Coaching Certification, live for signups again I haven't run it since last last late summer early fall and signups will be open until April 6th so there's a stretch of time for you to get in and this is for anybody who wants to understand the human design system comprehensively you know my my fear motivation and I think uh, I don't know lots of different reasons but I find it so transformative to understand not only your own design but to understand the whole system and whether you are a coach, a healer, a business owner, which is originally what I who I designed this for or you are somebody who is aspiring to be one or you're you're just wanting to do this for yourself because you actually are so compelled by the system. <laughs> I'm biased, I am too, right? Uh this is for you to take a deep dive into all of the topics that I find are so tr- important and transformative for embodying and living your experience. So of course, there's the type strategy authority, um, bread and butter, and there's also lifestyle topics like sleep and energy and how to eat, um, as well as learning styles, and like how to in- engage with different way- like ways of thinking, the brain and mind arrows, gates and channels. And all those things we get to go through together as a group, which is my favorite part and where I see so many people who go through the program have like these light bulb moments of, oh, I'm actually understanding this, not just because I read it somewhere, but because I'm getting a chance to practice it in my life, to hear about other people's experiences with their designs. and because we have that space of 12 weeks, there is a lot of time to experiment and check back in. And the amount of self-development that I see, like, you know, a lot of people take this for their clients or for, you know, people they care about, but pretty much everyone ends up also saying, and I am living my own design more fully because there's levels of nuance and understanding that drop-in in this kind of container. So I will let you read more about it if you're interested. The link is in the show notes, and I would love to see you there if that is feeling good. On to solar returns. So as I was saying in the beginning of this, the idea of a solar return is on your birthday, you get a reading with a, or you can see your your chart on the date of your birthday for that year with the influences of the energy that will be really affecting you for that for that year, right? Unlike I know in astrology there's also a similar like birthday reading concept. the and I'm sure it depends on the astrology you work with, but I will say, The human design solar return is maybe a little bit less predictive in the sense that, and this is just how I've experienced it, but it's a little bit less predictive in the sense that uh, human design solar return isn't telling you like what's going to happen um, necessarily in, in that coming 12 months, but it will tell you more about the energetic influences that will be exerted on you for that coming 12 months so it's really an opportunity for you to ground back into what your design really is and then get kind of like some like a preview of some notes of like hey these are the places where maybe you're going to be tested pushed a little bit because these things will be flowing in in the same way for those of you who look at the daily transits right um And we'll feel some of that conditioning. The solar return, at least the way I've experienced it, is like a little more unlike the daily transits, right, which can change each day. uh, There's a longer duration. So it's like I get I've been able to work with it a little bit more. And when you're living your strategy and authority, the energetic influences from your solar return don't have to pull you off track as much. The analogy that I like to think of is, you know, if somebody is visiting visiting where you live and they're staying with you, you know, maybe it's like some family or an old friend that maybe you don't have as much in common with. There's There's like a presence, right? That's exerting pressure on you. And maybe an old version of you who hasn't done as much, let's call it like, Quote, healing shadow work whatever might be triggered versus if you're if you've kind of gotten to the place where you feel really solid and grounded in yourself and you've got that same person visiting you it's not as difficult it's not as challenging you can just be yourself and you don't get pulled off course that's kind of how I see that's how I see the solar return influences interacting with well if you're living your design and you feel really clear about it um, then it just gets to be kind of this like. Huh, cool, I'm just watching what's happening. So that's a little bit of an overview of h- how to think about the solar return. And it's also one of the most complex types of readings, or it can be, because, because you've got your birth chart, you've got the date of your of that that year's birthday, and then you've got the interaction. And so I think it's really helpful to have a baseline understanding of all of the centers, all of the gates, um, and also just like the understanding more on the experiment and like embodiment side of it. Uh, what What does your design feel like to you from moment to moment, right? For example, if let's say you're somebody who's still figuring out like, oh, I have an undefined emotional center, and then someone tells you like, hey, there's going to be a lot of like emotional energy this year, but you don't know what having, you don't know what's your emotions versus someone else's, like that's not clear to you yet, then it's probably not that helpful to, or it's not as helpful as it could be to someone who has a deeper understanding of of what that feels like for them. So I hope that example makes sense. Um, and so I guess I'll just say here, if you're Still newer to your design, if some of this doesn't totally make sense, also great. I think it'll be helpful for you to hear the three examples that I'll give later in this episode about the different centers that I've been feeling. So there's that piece around the centers. And then another complexity is that I've found so interesting is with the gates. So there are different kinds of gates that can hook up to your birth chart that will show. Like what are the lessons you're here to learn specifically from different from the different energies of different gates? Um, which ones are going to maybe bridge certain splits or or create what's called an electromagnetic connection where you might feel a little more pressure to kind of dance with the whole energy of a channel that you normally only have one gate, not the whole channel of. And there are also different parts of The solar return chart that will show the way energy shifts from the first half of the year to the second and different themes of what you're meant to develop. Like, you know, depending on which gates you have in some of these areas, it might be like, oh, there's a really strong theme of like diving into the details this year, as well as, (laughs) I know, right? I said complex, as well as finally energy that you'll encounter through people as well. So, you know, you might see like, oh, you're going to, you're going to explore the theme of creativity and self-expression through different people you'll meet. So there's a lot and I won't get into all of it here because it's just it's just too much, but I think the part that's incredibly helpful that you know, I think is very accessible is looking at just the centers that get activated in your solar return chart where you'll feel that pressure. So there's three centers for me well, there's there's two that I'm getting some pressure on this year, my sacral and my emotional center. And there's one, the ego center, which is not feeling pressure this year, but was active the past two years. So it's been interesting to see, feel the relief of that too. And those are the ones that I want to get into before I do that. I can also kind of feel people who are listening who maybe this is newer, they're like, "Oh my gosh, I want to look at my own solar return chart. So if you want to play around with it on your own, the software that I recommend and personally use is genetic matrix, so I'll link that in the show notes too if you want to play around with it. um I do think you might need a pay prescription subscription um but it's pretty affordable uh if you want to play around with it, or, you know, you're always welcome to reach out and get a reading with um, myself or anyone listed on my site. And, okay, so that's just the logistical piece for the people that are wondering, like, well, what about, how does it stack up for my own design? And the last piece on kind of the overview here is, it is great to look at this solar return chart. Three months before your actual birthday because this is when your the red part of your chart has its birthday right you get the red side of your design three months before your actual birthday and that when that date hits uh, then the influences on the red side of your chart are already coming in so I hope I didn't lose anyone there as you can see it's starting to get complex but I'm gonna pull out a little bit and share reflections from the last Six ish months about these three centers. And to give a little more context, I actually pulled, when I was diving deep into this stuff, I pulled my solar return charts every year from 2017 on, because I personally find it so helpful to look back retroactively after something has happened as well, and then think, like, okay, what was going on in my life then? Right. So you'll hear a little bit of that too as I as I jump into it. Okay, let's start with the sacral, because as a (laughs) non-sacral, there have been so many lessons that I have experienced through this undefined center of mine. And right off the bat, so this this year, uh, in the 2021 to 22 cycle that I'm in, I have pressure to act as if I had consistent sacral energy, which I obviously don't, right? Because our birth chart is always our birth chart. So what was interesting, though, is since 2017's birthday until, until this last one, I've had sacral activation every year except for the 2020 20 to 21 cycle, which is when I was really, that was like my, my deep like recovery year. So, that is interesting. Right, that was interesting for me right off the bat because when I look back, I think about okay, sacral center is life force energy, using this energy to create things, and the from 2017 until 2020, I was experiencing so much pressure, and I'll say I was certainly more unconsciously conditioned than I am now. And as we know also, well, I know, that that was when I was deep in pushing so hard at work, like had no idea what enough was enough. And then I got that kind of breather from 2020 to 2021. And now I'm feeling that pressure again. However, because of all of the work I've done around noticing and, and having awareness around like, oh, yeah, I don't know when enough is enough, like learning how to rest, um, getting my nervous system to a place where it actually feels safe enough to do that. It's been less intense than in the past, in those years prior. And it's a little difficult to quantify objectively. All I can say is it doesn't feel as activating, as challenging in my body and in my system, I know it's a little ironic because at the beginning of this episode, I was just sharing about how I had some challenges learning in the last six months, like this other layer of rest, but it's like this spiral path of healing, right? Because while it was challenging, I still was resting, right? And compared to 2017, 2018, 2019, like, it didn't even cross my mind that it was possible to do less, so in summary around this this sacral pressure putting putting pressure on me to act in this very like productivity oriented way, I'll say that it'll it'll be different for each person depending on the ways in which you're conditioned in quotes or just like the default ways in which you're you're wired right with the the grooves that have been cut like the more we can smooth those out and like sandpaper them um and have them be less deep the more free we are to live our openness without that like oh i feel secret pressure so i have to be doing all the time right and what's been really cool is to feel this. Sacral pressure to not have it have to have it like immediately go down the path of needing to be productive in work and instead, and this is very fun for me, um, explore more of the sexual, creative, um, desire facet of of life force energy of sacral energy because yeah, there's so many different facets to sacral energy, right? There is the, the building and the creation more in a, what do I want to like externally do? I mean, I always think about my, the sacrals I know who, who like to actually like build furniture, right? Which is just even thinking about that exhausts me. Um, but then there's also like the nurturing side of sacral energy, right? The, I want to care for. The people around me, as well as of course, like the creative, more of like what we traditionally think of as creative energy. Like I want to use my energy towards passions and make music and art and all these things. So there's lots of different facets to cycle energy. I'm sure I'll explore other facets in the future and in my lifetime. But the one that's really active for me this year is more about this this sexuality, desire, embodiment piece. And it's been so interesting to watch myself naturally gravitate towards diving deeper into learning about sacral energy, learning about, um, and wanting to get in touch with like my womb energy. And there's different teachers and resources that I'll organize and maybe try to get someone on the podcast in in the future. But it's still very active for me right now. And so, you know, and like a more daily mundane routine level, like I find myself doing more dance and not even like ecstatic dance or performative dance where it's like there's a routine or I'm trying to um, or I'm going to like a fun like tour class like no like I mean really just like feeling um like really slowed down like feminine dance um and then often the kind of dance that will turn into like Breathing and then tears and different sounds as I'm releasing emotions, like more of that style. And I've always loved dance, but somehow this year it's clicking in a new way how to be embodied. I think, again, through this sacral pressure that I know is maybe not going to be consistent for the rest of my life, but I'm learning so much in this space as well as diving into like different alchemical practices and sacred sexuality and it's yeah it's really fun because again like this is also in the context of just my my physical journey this is coinciding with me having way more hormones i think than i have in like the last 5 years so to be in my body and then to feel my life force energy flowing And then to be learning from it, and also to be learning from other people that are dropping into my life who have uh, specific gates in the sacral center. One of the things I touched on earlier that goes into more complex parts of the solar return reading is I, so I have gate 20 in the throat. And whenever gate 34 is active, then all of a sudden I have that sacral to throw out MG connection, right? So specifically for my solar return this year, there are I'm meant to learn about this 34 energy through other people too. And so that has also been a huge, just like very fascinating experience to be around people with Gate 34 and to feel that quality of charismatic creation energy. Like I just want to go do these things and express myself and go on adventures and what is it like for me to feel that and get a taste of it and by no means am i thinking that's how I, sh- I should be right but to learn from it and to enjoy it and to see what kind of creations i get a little taste of and how i bring my my gate 20 my throat my expression of what's going on in the present to those moments as well has been really fun <laughs> so that's the evolution of the sacral pressure That I've been noticing and we'll see how the rest of the year plays out and I need to check if my 2022 to 23 if I have sacral pressure again but it'll be interesting to see how that shifts to next year the other the next center that I wanted to touch on is the emotional center the solar plexus and I have a lot of pressure on my solar plexus this year And it's not something that I'm that used to either. So I have a totally open emotional center. And I also only have the hanging gates on the opposite side of those channels coming out of the solar plexus. Um, I only have one of those. So it takes a lot for me to get emotional activation. Like there's not a lot just kind of hanging out in my chart waiting to hook up with um, other people or in the environment. And so when I have a lot of, pressure from solar return or transits or whatever it is very very educational is the the human design term like I know it's not me but I can feel it really intensely so on top of that and or because of that of the last five years of solar returns I looked at I've only had one other year where I had emotional pressure this year and and actually that one year I only had one channel. Whereas this year, my emotional center has two channels activated and three hanging gates. So it's a lot. And all I can say is that feels very accurate for my emotional experience so far this year. The highs have been really high, the lows have been really juicy. (laughs) And it's beautiful to know that. These are all just, this is all just energy that I get to feel without judgment. And this is the, again, the beauty of working with whatever life is presenting you. Because for me, it's like, I don't, again, I don't normally have a wave, right? So when I'm feeling high or feeling low, it's like, whoa, what is this? And in the past, when, you know, pre-human design, pre, just in the past, I, my capacity to feel safe enough to feel was much smaller. And so I don't think I fully, I mean, I know I didn't fully open up to all that was there for me. So it's been so interesting this year to have so much emotional pressure, emotional activation combined with the fact that I just feel much safer to feel. And there's more I could say about that, but if, if any of you haven't listened to my episode on... My MDMA therapy, and uh, I think it's like MDMA therapy and an open solar plexus, something like that. There's so much from that experience, as well as others in the past couple of years, that have allowed me to really just open up my openness, as maybe cheesy as that sounds. And now, when I think about the last, just since since the solar return, since fall of 2021 and I think about the highs and the lows and the emotional processing that I've experienced off and on, it almost feels reflectory to me, or at least what I imagine it might be like to be a reflector where I wake up and I don't necessarily know what's going to kind of like pass through my energy field that day, but as it is, I'm just in it. And then it's over and it's gone. So that's been my emotional center experience. And I think because I've been doing a lot of deconditioning work there, it hasn't felt like hard. It You know, it hasn't felt like negative necessarily. Of course, there's been the highs and the lows, but it hasn't been triggering in the same way that the ego center, for example, has been, which is... Now, now may be a good time to transition into it. So, the last center that I wanted to cover is the ego heart center, and this solar return year, I do not have activation here, but it was active, pressurized uh, the prior two years. So, so this is the reverse situation from the previous two centers that we just covered, where. Now, it was active in the past, and it's not active now. And I'm feeling the relief of, oh my gosh, I don't need to be proving myself <laughs> as much. And I know for a lot of people, myself included, the ego pressure and conditioning can be really strong. And I don't think it's just the cultural piece of you know, success and worthiness and all of the messages we get around that. I think it's also that the ego center is also the heart center, right? And the if we were to tie it back to the traditional chakra system, the ego is connected to the heart. And so when we're hurting there, when we feel unworthy there, we feel it in we feel it in our heart. As opposed to let's say, you know, with sacral conditioning like yeah I might feel this this energy that I need to be doing all the time, but it's in my gut. it's not quite as tender as as the heart, and it's not to say that of course, our heart can't also hurt around different stories we might have around productivity, but just the starting point doesn't cut in the same way so in the prior two years, so twenty nineteen to twenty and then twenty twenty to twenty one those two years had had uh, ego pressure and I that was also when I started my business and I didn't even couldn't fully even see it at the time but I was feeling a lot of pressure and I remember one thing that I was aware of was getting really like riled up activated by seeing what other people were doing and comparing myself and not that I wanted to it just you know it's it's it happened and also because I think as somebody who loves to learn and loves information like there's a part of me that also wants to see what other people's perspectives are and to learn how you know they're perceiving things or you know because everyone has a different different way of looking at things but it would very easily shift into oh my gosh Who do I think I am to be doing this? Uh, You know, they're doing it so much better than me. All sorts of stories. And it's been really interesting to remember that and now compare compare that to how I feel now because this year is when I really took a step back from taking in other people's stuff. And it just it happened very naturally like it didn't some of that kind of like that energy that compulsive like I just gotta kind of go take a look what's happening has just dropped off and I, th- I want to attribute it in definitely a large part to this ego pressure really easing up a little bit and you can see how both experiences The years where I had that ego pressure as well as this year where I haven't had it are actually both important experiences and necessary to understand and have that contrast because the prior two years of that ego pressure, I I felt all these uncomfortable judgments, feelings come up. I saw the ways in which I didn't feel worthy and I wasn't really sure like where to find worth within myself and that all came up for me to process and to work and experience and feel and also now in this year where there isn't ego pressure i feel more openness and more clearness about yeah as an open ego i don't really deserve like i don't i don't earn my deservingness because i don't have consistent willpower to go and get after things instead i find I find worthiness just because I am like outside the constraints of proving or not proving. And now when there is some ego activation in just the regular daily transits, I am, a, I'm more aware of, Oh, this isn't actually, this isn't actually like mine to, this isn't actually mine. So for example, a few weeks ago, I was having another moment of like self doubt and kind of like, I don't know, is this any good? (laughs) And questioning the value of uh, my work and maybe even myself. And then I was like, I need to go. This is this is strange. I need to go check the transits. And I saw I had some ego activation there, and it was really great to be able to have that space. And this is just another example of how a transit will how it feels to you will will really depend on your level of clarity, your deconditioning from what that energy is supposed to look like or how you think you need to embody it, right? So the more that I don't feel like I have to show up as a defined ego because I'm not one, then these moments of pressure to assert will, I I can recognize them for what they are. So those are the three centers I wanted to cover There's so much more, again, in the solar return chart. So if you want to go deeper into it um, in a reading or you just want to learn more and play around with it, I highly encourage it. As you can see, I've been able to use this in the last year to really play with my my own development and my own understanding of my design. So I hope this was fun. And if you have any reflections you want to share, feel free to post and tag me or uh, respond back to an email or comment on a post because I love hearing how this is all landing. And I will talk to you all soon. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you did a couple quick asks, First, would you be willing to show some support with a review or sharing with a friend, maybe someone you're trying to get into human design? With the review, I know a lot of us are listening on the go, so myself included. So if you could pause while you're in line at the store or remember to check back in later, it is a free way to show some recognition, which you know I deeply appreciate as a projector. So thanks in advance. And secondly, I also love hearing what you're taking away from the episode. So if you want to take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at victoriajane.hd, I love knowing what you learned or if there's anything you have more questions on. We can always do future episodes and go deeper. I love connecting in that way via stories too, so feel free to do that. And thanks so much. See you on the next episode.